Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. I have shared a lot of cooking tips here in the past 15 plus months of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast and over the first four years of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, but one tip I mention over and over again and one I consistently share in all of my cooking classes in person and online, the number one thing that will make you a more efficient cook and help your food to turn out better is mise en place. We don't have a full episode on mise en place, which is kind of crazy to me, and it was time. So in this episode, I am going to break it down. What is mise en place if you don't know already, and exactly how do you mise en place your meals to make them happen faster and more delicious? Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host. I'm a trained chef, the founder of Healthy Mama Chris and the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. And I've been teaching cooking classes in person and online for over a decade. And mise en place is one of the things that I always stress to my students. So many of you have been in my cooking classes before. So many of you know what it is. If you don't, I'll explain it in a minute. But if you do, if you know know that you're supposed to be mise en place. Uh, I just turned a French term into a verb. We're going to go with it. If you're not exactly sure how to do it, I'm going to share with you exactly how to do it and how it's going to make you a better, less stressed, and more efficient cook. So let's dive in. What is mise en place? Mise en place is a French culinary term that loosely translates to everything in its place. It means prepping all of your ingredients before you start 
cooking. This not only helps you with your efficiency in the kitchen, it helps you to concentrate on what you're doing when you are actually cooking, which is inevitably going to help your meals come out better. If you are constantly distracted by running around the kitchen, hopping from counter to stove, counter to stove, then it's really hard to actually get the outcome you want out of your meal. And I'm going to explain what this looks like in just a minute. But it's a lot easier for things to burn, to overcook, or to undercook and not pay attention to certain important parts of recipes, like maybe it's toasting spices or it's cooking the flour in a roux a little bit so it removes some of that raw flour taste. These are important factors that can make an impact on the outcome of your dish. And if you're rushing around just trying to get things done while you're also trying to cook, it's really haphazard and really difficult to make things happen the way you want to. If you are feeling stressed around just the process of cooking, mise en place will help you to make things feel a lot more smooth and less stressful when you can get everything ready to go and concentrate on just the cooking process. It doesn't mean you can't do any multitasking. If your soup has to simmer for 20 minutes, you don't need to stare at your soup as it simmers. You can then go ahead, do some cleanup, wash your dishes, whatever you need to do. But when it comes to the active cooking part, you want to be able to concentrate on it as much as possible. It's so much faster and you are going to have a better outcome this way. So let me give you an example of cooking a soup. Let's go with my beef and farro soup recipe, okay? So we know that the most important thing to do before you cook a recipe is to read through the recipe in entirety, right? If you didn't know that, that's the number one thing you need to start implementing in your cooking. You're going to read through the entire ingredient list, gather all your ingredients, and then you are going to read through all of the instructions. Think of this as your GPS. You are getting a bird's eye view of what you need to do in the recipe before you start the process of actually cooking it. If you don't read it the whole way through, you might miss a step like chill in the fridge for two hours, in which case your recipe you wanted to be done in 30 minutes is not going to be done in 30 minutes anymore. So in reading through the recipe, we know that we need some pre-cooked farro. The recipe tells us how to cook that farro. We need some stew beef. We need some salt and pepper, onion, celery, carrots, some mushrooms, garlic, tomato paste, some thyme, bay leaf, Worcestershire, beef broth, parsley. All right. Let's say you do gather all of your ingredients and just pull them out of the fridge. And you go ahead and you decide that you're just going to follow the recipe as it's stated. Now, a good recipe creator, and it has taken me a long time to learn how to not just develop recipes, but write recipes correctly, will tell you where to start, what to do first, and what to do while those things are happening. So it says that we need to cook the farro. So maybe you go ahead and you get that farro on. We see in the next step, it tells us that we need to sear the meat. So we take the meat out of the fridge and we season it and we throw it right on the pan. 
Now, this is a mistake first and foremost because you want to take your meat out of the fridge about 10 to 15 minutes, maybe up to 20 minutes before you cook it because you want it to come closer to room temperature. This is going to help it to sear better and cook more evenly and cook faster. So we glance at the recipe and it tells us that once we have seared the beef, we need to add the carrot, celery, and onion to the pan. So we turn around and we're like, all right, I'm going to chop this onion and then the beef is cooking in the meantime and all of a sudden we smell it and we're like oh gosh the beef is now overseared on one side we go and flip it come back finish our onion then we realize the beef is done so we go ahead and we take that beef off and then we're like you know what I'll just add the onion to the pan so we add the onion to the pan and this is something by the way what I'm describing is what I see when I'm in cooking classes and people are following my recipes. If you don't read the recipe the whole way through and you don't know how to mise en place, which I do teach them how to do, but this is often still what ends up happening because it's hard to get out of our usual cooking habits. These kind of haphazard habits that many of us are in just because we've never learned something as simple as why it's important to mise en place. So I digress. Our onions cooking, and then we're chopping up our celery. All of a sudden, we realize our onion is overcooking and we should have already added the celery, right? So we're like, all right, you go stir the onion. We grab the celery, add the celery in, stir that up. And then we move on to the carrots, cut, cutting up the carrots. Then we add them to the pan. And then we realize that the carrots and the onion are pretty much already done. And now the carrots aren't. So that's going to take even longer. And so we're, we're sauteing those. We glance over at the recipe and we're like, okay, now I have to add in sliced mushrooms. Shoot, I got to go slice the mushrooms. So then we turn around, we go get the mushrooms, we slice the mushrooms. Now there's usually some other steps in between here too. If you peel your carrots, which we do because my kids don't like unpeeled carrots, peeling the carrots is part of that process too. Taking a damp paper towel, please do not rinse your mushrooms. Oh my gosh, please don't rinse your mushrooms. It's going to make them really gummy and gross. Don't do that. Um, but you can take a damp paper towel and wipe any dirt or debris off of your mushrooms. Slice those up. In the meantime, your onion and celery are done for. And your carrots, they might be done at this point. I'm not sure you added them in last when you're supposed to add them in altogether. Now, typically I do add in those vegetables in stages, but you want to have them ready to go. This recipe, they go in all together and you let them cook a little bit because they're going to simmer later and finish cooking. But the key here is that you are not overcooking them when you don't need to because you're running back and forth in the kitchen. So now you've got your mushrooms in the pan and you've seasoned them and you've got to stir in your garlic. So then you've got to go over and mince your garlic, put your garlic in. So I'm not going to go through the whole recipe right now because we're going to go through exactly how you should be doing it later. But when you're going and maybe opening up the can of tomato paste and measuring it out, your garlic is now burnt. And now this is kind of an extreme example. And I've used an example like this before. This isn't necessarily how you are cooking in your kitchen. I'm not making an assumption that everyone cooks like this. But I'm just giving you kind of that extreme example so that you can understand how doing that mise en place can make such a big difference in the outcome of our meal and how much easier it is when everything is ready to go. We're going to take a quick break before I tell you exactly how you're going to do your mise en place to hear from this week's sponsors. 
Friends, you know I am all about healthy habits over extremes here on the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. And this holiday season, I like to maintain as many baseline healthy habits as I can with all of the fun indulgences that happen around the holiday season. And one of the most important ones that we all can agree on is staying hydrated. It's also notoriously the hardest one for me, and I know hard for many of you as well. Personally, I just don't love the taste of tap water, but I know the importance of staying hydrated for my health, for my energy as a busy mom, on my feet all day in the kitchen, and as a runner currently training for a half marathon. I also really care about the kind of water I drink and the kind of water my family drinks. We moved last year and I was shocked to find out how many contaminants are in the water in my local area, and I knew I needed an easy solution for clean, actually tasty drinking water for myself and my family, and that's where AquaTrue came in. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. Its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs, known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. In addition to drinking water, you can use it for your coffee, tea, and all your cooking needs from boiling pasta or veggies to making stocks and soups. Not to mention, the water actually tastes so good, I find myself actually wanting to drink more water. My goal this holiday season is to drink my entire 40-ounce water bottle plus whatever I need while I'm working out, which is a lot of water. And it makes me feel good knowing that my family is drinking clean water free of contaminants as well. We always fill the kids' water bottles up before they head off to school. And I love that it's super portable as well. Many of you know we travel for the summer and we will for sure be bringing it with us on our travels next year. And because I know if you're like me, you want to make sure you're making the right purchases for your family, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and can even make a great gift perfect around the holiday season or really any time of the year. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. So let's talk how you would then do your mise en place and what you should mise en place. And I'll take you through the recipe and share with you the better way to cook that recipe. So number one, mise en place isn't just for food. It's also for equipment. So gather what you need before you begin cooking. Remember, we want to read through the entire recipe. So gather any ingredients that you need. Make sure you're taking things out when you should be taking them out of the fridge, like the meat, for instance, and gather any equipment you might need. This will make everything easier. Next, you are going to follow your recipe's lead. Or if you don't have a recipe, like I said, just gather the ingredients 
and you're going to get them prepped and ready to go. Your recipe, if you're using one, will tell you what to mise en place in the ingredient list. It will tell you this needs to be peeled, this needs to be diced, this needs to be sliced. It will tell you amounts you need for the recipe. Sometimes you need to pre-cook something like the farro in the beef and farro soup or sear the beef before everything goes in the pot together. You are going to prep exactly how the recipe tells you to. And in that, you are also going to measure everything out as the recipe tells you things should be measured. Prep bowls are one of my number one essentials in the kitchen. I have a whole collection of little prep bowls I got at Sur La Table, and then I have a bunch of little ramekins that I use as well, and also bigger prep bowls. So I always keep those close at hand. So yes, it is a few more dishes. They all go in the dishwasher, but it's well worth it for easier cooking and better recipes. So you are going to get all of this done before you start any cooking, except in the case if you need to cook like a grain, like the farro or something like that, you can go ahead and get that going and then do the rest of your mise en place. I'm a big fan of starting with the item that takes the longest first. I talk about this when I talk about meal prep, which by the way, ingredient prep and the ingredient prep part of combination prep is literally just mise en place. You're just doing your mise en place ahead of time. This is why I tell you we all meal prep. Some of us just meal prep ahead of time and some of us meal prep as we're cooking or before we're cooking. There's this huge misconception that meal prep needs to look a certain way and it can simply be doing your mise en place or most of it ahead of time to make that cooking process easier. So you are going to gather all your ingredients, gather all your equipment, follow your recipe's lead, or if you don't have a recipe, gather those ingredients, peel, dice, slice, pre-cook if you need to, prep, measure everything, put them in bowls, I put anything that goes together during the cooking process in the same bowl. So in the case of the beef and farro soup, you don't need separate bowls for carrot, celery, and onion. Put them all in one bowl because they all go in at the same time. And you are going to get all of it done before you start cooking. And the number one thing I hear when I recommend mise en place is that people say it's so tiring doing all my mise en place and then cooking. You guys, you were going to do the prep anyway. It, you're just doing it in a more stressful and less streamlined way if you're not doing your mise en place. So by doing your mise en place, you're doing that prep and you're making that cooking process a little bit easier. So let's take that soup, that beef and farro soup. This recipe is on my website, by the way. I'll link it below so you can try it out. It's one of my family's favorites. It's kind of a twist on a beef and barley soup. Farro isn't gluten-free, but farro is an ancient grain. Um, so ancient grains tend to work better for my body. That doesn't do well with a whole ton of gluten. But if you can't do farro and you are gluten-free, this would also be a really great recipe with buckwheat as well. Same process. You still have to cook it ahead of time. Just follow your package of buckwheat. All right, so let's go through the ingredient list really fast again. We've got that pearled farro that we need to go ahead and cook. We've got our beef. We've got our vegetables. We have our garlic, tomato paste, thyme, bay leaf, Worcestershire, and beef broth. We're gathering it and getting it ready to go. Obviously, we need to cook that farro. So we'll get that on while we do the rest of the prep. Now we need to read the whole recipe through, and it tells us to remove the meat from the fridge. You need to do this 10 to 15 minutes before. Pat it dry, this is very important, and season it well. So I'm gonna do that first, all right? Typically what I do if I'm cooking this all at once, if I haven't done my meal prep for the vegetables, what I'll do is I will take that meat, pat it dry, season it, and let it sit 
while I prep all of my vegetables and then I'll sear it and move on with the recipe. So we're gonna prep all of the vegetables. We need to dice one medium onion, dice two stalks of celery, peel and dice two carrots. And remember, those are all going in the same bowl. We are going to clean and slice two cups of mushrooms, mince three cloves of garlic. Yes, you are going to mince those ahead of time, hopefully using your microplane, my favorite tool. I cannot stand garlic presses. I think they you lose too much of the garlic. And there's also chopped parsley, which is later on in the recipe, why we read the whole recipe, but we still want to get that ready to go. It also calls for two tablespoons of tomato paste. So I open the can if I'm going to use a can and measure that out, or I grab it from the freezer. Usually I have them in freezer, I've them in two tablespoon freezer cubes. So I'll grab that and you can add that directly to the pan as well. And then we need some fresh thyme. So I will pick the thyme off of the stems. I'll get the bay leaf and measure the Worcestershire out as well. Now it does say that you need beef broth. I will probably just pour from the container in this case, but you can also measure this out too if it's an odd amount. This recipe says three to four cups of beef, of beef broth. Four cups is one like Tetra Pak container. So typically I kind of fill it up to the amount that works for me so that when I don't measure out, but you can definitely do that as well, especially if it's a specific amount. All right, now that our prep is done, we are ready to go ahead and start cooking. Your farro's already done. You've drained it. We're assuming that. <laughs> your farro is done. Your beef is ready to go. From there, you can heat that drizzle of oil to medium in your large soup pot or Dutch oven or instant pot on the saute function. You can sear that beef working in batches. Never overcrowd your meat or your vegetables if you're roasting um, or if you're sauteing. Just don't overcrowd things, okay? <laughs> Sear your beef on all sides, remove it. Then you're gonna add in your onion calorie. Calorie, that's a new word. You're gonna add in your onion, celery, and carrot, season them with salt, cook until turning translucent. Then you have your mushrooms ready to go. You've added in your onion, carrot, and celery all at once. They're gonna cook at slightly different rates, okay? But we're not going for fully cooked. We're just cooking until they're starting to turn translucent. Then we can immediately add in the mushrooms, season again, cook until soft. We can immediately stir in that garlic, cook it 10 to 15 seconds, immediately stir in that tomato paste, cook for another couple of minutes. Then we can add that beef back to the pot, stir in our thyme, our bay leaf, our Worcestershire, and our broth, bring it to a simmer, and then cover and let it cook. And then we can spend that time cleaning up the kitchen, hanging out with our family, having a glass of wine with our spouse. Do whatever you want while that is cooking. But that cooking experience was so much less stressful. And that is the whole point of mise en place. The nice thing I think as a mom that mise en place helps with is that when my kids come in and interrupt me when I'm cooking, which does not happen often when my husband's home, they know he's the go-to when they need something when I'm cooking. But when he's not home, they need help with their homework or we ran out of toilet paper and the little one can't reach it, whatever it might be. I can kind of pause the cooking process, maybe turn the heat down a bit or turn it off, go to the other room, help them, come back, and I can keep on going. I'm not completely messing up my routine because I'm not doing the prep in between doing the other parts of the recipe, if that makes sense. So if you are relying on the time where your carrots and celery and onion were cooking to slice up your mushrooms and you get taken away, then that meal takes even longer. Instead, you can just turn it down a little bit so it doesn't burn 
and then go help them, come back, add the mushrooms in because they're already ready to go. So this really does help. I mean, this is the secret to how restaurants get meals out so fast. There are prep cooks that come in at one or two o'clock to get all of the prep done so that dinner service runs smoothly. So the chef de cuisine and the sous chefs can do what they need to do. Oftentimes they are doing the prep themselves and there's other people who are literally just there to do that mise en place because it's so essential, not just in a professional kitchen, but in your home kitchen as well. So did it feel a little bit easier when we made that recipe the second time? I know we went through it fast, but you're not here to listen to me read off recipes. You're here for cooking and meal planning and meal prep advice. So I really wanted to give you this solid episode on mise en place so you can start applying this simple but really helpful tool to your cooking tonight. This is not something you need to wait to start. This is something that you can start tonight. And like I said, this is also a very important component of your meal prep routine. When you do your meal prep, you are just doing your mise en place. Or if you're doing batch cooking, you'll do your mise en place and then do your batch cooking. But if you're doing your ingredient prep or your combination prep, you're doing your mise en place for your meals ahead of time. So if one of your goals now or in the new year is to get into a meal prep routine, no, this is a great place to start. So see how it relates to everything in cooking and simplifying your meals? If you want more tips on making cooking easier, tips for cutting vegetables, weekly family-friendly meal plans, access to a recipe vault of over 115, or I think we're almost at 120 now, family-friendly recipes, you need to join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I know we're coming into the holiday season, and if you need help simplifying your meals week to week or just more ideas for family-friendly meals as well as meals for guests this holiday season, I have a whole Healthy Mama Holiday Meal Guide that as of this episode, I just released. So you will have that as a member of the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It's only available in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club just as a special bonus for Cooking Club members. It's got recipes. It has tips on hosting, menu ideas. There's a whole ton in there, whether you're hosting just a couple of friends or a group of maybe eight to 10 people or having an open house. There's a ton of ideas in there for you. So that's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So head to patreon.com slash Healthy Mama Chris. You can check it out and get your first week free. And then it starts at just $3 a month. So it's not going to cut into that Christmas budget too much. And it will definitely help you to simplify your meals this holiday season. Mise en place is something I talk about all the time. So I'll help you to reinforce that. And you're also able to ask me any questions in the group chat as you're doing your mise en place or you're creating any of the recipes as well. All right, friends, that is what I have for you today. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. I would love it. If you are enjoying this podcast, leave me a rating and a review. Let me know what you're enjoying. This helps me know more of what you want me to create. And it helps the other people who are searching for tips for simplifying meals and cooking to find the podcast as well. And I would greatly appreciate it. Seriously, those positive podcast reviews like make my entire week. So I very much appreciate it. I hope to see you here next week, or I guess I hope to have you listen again next week. I won't see you. I'll see you if you're in the cooking club. We just started a new podcast chat thread where we can discuss the podcast episodes. Two weeks ago when I shared the rotisserie chicken, was that last week? 
Yeah, last week when I shared the rotisserie chicken episode, somebody asked how to break down a rotisserie chicken, and I was like, I am on it. I literally went to Whole Foods that afternoon, grabbed a rotisserie chicken, and in all my mom bun glory, filmed a video of how to take apart a rotisserie chicken in a way that I think is the easiest and gets the most meat off the chicken. So if you want tips like that, come join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. That was not meant to be another plug for the cooking club. I just want to hang out with you. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope to catch you in the next one. Until next time, happy mise en placing. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.